Hey, good morning and welcome to Little Iron Mom podcast. I am sitting here today with Super Dad and we are going to be talking to Super Dad about his version of Little Iron Mom and we are not wanting to leave out super dads, that's for sure. This is not just about moms, it's about dads too, it's about parents all together. And so, super dad Lou Everling, how are you doing this morning? I'm wonderful, I'm uh, glad to be here. I just wanted you to tell us, how did you first hear about Little Iron Mom, the idea? The G-rated version? Uh, (laughs) Yes, please. Uh, (laughs) Well, Karen, you know, a few years ago when she and I met, um, she sent me this idea she had for Little Iron Mom and told me the whole story of, of Josh. And so once I wiped away the tears, I thought, that's a great idea. (laughs) Why are you not doing this? And, well, I haven't bought a domain name. There'd be a lot of work involved. And so, uh, you know, that night after saying goodnight, uh, of course, I was in Indiana at the time and uh, she's in Iowa. And I think we forgot to mention that earlier about where a little Iron Mom's base out of here in Iowa. So anyhow, uh, that night I thought about it, and uh, so I went on my GoDaddy account, and uh, next morning, Little Iron Mom was born, and she had a domain name official, and I sent her the email and the whole thing, and I said, now let's roll with this. And uh, I had no idea she'd keep me around even, you know, but um, <laughs> anyhow, I said, uh, there's Little Iron Mom, no matter what, you, you know, you're up for a couple years, so... Uh, take it and start running and uh and then ironically after doing a speaking engagement in north carolina we were so lucky to have uh, the fine folks at PhotoBiz then donate the website after telling them the idea so they kept building everything behind it to seem to fall into place and and that's really how little iron mom was born on my end uh my contribution to that uh, and so there, yeah. So I think it comes back to every good idea has a supporter, and and Super Dad has definitely been a supporter of Little Iron Mom, and this idea wouldn't be coming to light without someone pushing it along, and that's <laughs> definitely been you. So Little Iron Mom it is largely about health and health of families, but I I want you to tell us about your story and your journey of health, and and this even is prior to to meeting me, but you've been very inspirational to a lot of people. And so I want to make sure that we get that story out there. Yeah. Well, uh, seems like forever now, but, uh, when I was 37, I, uh, walked in for a routine, uh, excuse me, (laughs) let's bring back some memories, uh, a routine health stream. And it used to be the big bet because I, I probably weighed 330 pounds, 340 at the time, but my cholesterol was really low. So I would compete with the skinny guys on how low my cholesterol could be for being my weight. And uh, we would say, uh, you know, I knew a guy who was who was of a supposed prime health with his BMI, but his cholesterol was at 245 and he'd say, hey, fat, so uh, what's uh, what's your cholesterol? Well, it's about 90. <laughs> and so it was that time again to, you know, we would put food bets on the uh, who was going to be the lowest again and where it was going to fall. And, and sure enough, I came right in at, at 92 or something like that, but my uh, glucose level was at 380. So... 
the kid behind the counter says, are you a diabetic? And all I could say was, yeah, I guess I am now. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's, that doesn't lie. You know, that's a pretty solid number. So I threw away my, uh, my bag of fast food because I work second shift in a factory. And, uh, you know, I decided I better make some changes because that suddenly started to explain why I could fall asleep sitting at the break table or even at the work table talking to somebody. Uh, my blood sugars were all over the place. And so consequently, we, um, we um, you know, wasn't a good idea. So I threw that away and I began walking for 10 minutes at every break. We'd have a 12 minute break. And then a 18 minute lunch, which you know doesn't condone eating healthy uh, very quickly. No, <laughs> you, you don't have a lot of time. So anyhow, I uh, threw that lunch away, uh, walked on my first break, didn't get the normal diet coke or uh, whatever would be the drink of the day, and I uh, went to took my 18 minutes and decided if I was late coming back. It was okay because my life was really worth more than a job. So I uh, I went to the uh, grocery store and bought some actual better stuff. It probably wasn't the greatest stuff, but it was better than a bag of, you know, the burger doodle. And we'll call it that so we don't name anybody's names. There's, they're all the same. But uh, two weeks later, I was able to get into the doctor's office and uh, gave him my numbers. And ironically... The, uh, you know, his, his thing was when he looked at me, he said, if you don't change your ways, you're going to die. And that gave me two choices. I could, I could run (laughs) or I could fight. My first one was, uh, to just give up and, uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't. (laughs) I'm real glad I didn't. Well, I think, so listening to your story, one thing I I do notice, and I don't know if it was the doctor for you or if it just came down to you, but I think there's two ways that people can can go, just like you said. What have you seen? You you, you know other people who had this diagnosis. What what have you seen with some of those people? Well, one of their diets, well, I went through it with three other guys at the same time, three friends, and... uh, they took the attitude, I can take a pill. Doctor says I can take a pill and I can take, you know, and eat whatever I want. I don't have to do what you're doing. I went on a bench. I mean, I walked, I ran, I did Pilates. I ended up in a Windsor Pilates commercial for an infomercial <laughs> for about two years. So no matter where you went around the country, somehow you could see me on TV. <laughs> uh even had an appearance on 2020, uh, yeah, 2020, way back when, uh, because they they used my photo and that snippet of the Windsor Pilates commercial and uh, saying that they thought it was fake. Ironically, they would never return my phone calls <laughs> or to say, no, that wasn't fake. That was me. You should have called me and asked me before you used that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, those three other guys that, that went through that battle, I lost one very good friend about four weeks into our struggles. That was pretty hard. And the other two aren't here either. Yeah. So it does take some personal change. It takes, 
you wanting to live. It takes the will to change the will to do those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there are times when I have, uh, you know, gained weight back and, and done things, but through the initial health change, adding more muscle, you know, of course it weighs more than fat and I reduced my body fat. So I did, was able to reverse a lot of the, 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 the problems that I had with the type two diabetes. Well, I think part of the situation that I see that you've been through is that it takes a lot of guts to look in the mirror. And I think that it's more comfortable to not change. It's more comfortable to do nothing. And I think I see that a lot. And, And this is not something that I can understand. I've never been obese or heavy or any of those things. I, I've, I've just never been that. And so I don't understand anything about where you've come from right. with that. I really don't. But um, I know that, you know, here in Iowa, we are ranked 12th for adult obesity, which means that 32% of people in Iowa are obese and obesity can lead to, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure or all these right. things. Heart attack, sleep, sleep apnea, you right. know, and, and, and many other things. And so, you know, what would you say to someone since you've been in that situation um, about looking in the mirror? What, how do you take that step? It was hard. You know, it is, it is easy to, and comfortable to stay in that comfortable mode. It's easier to go buy a new pair of pants when they get a little snug than say, I'll change the way I'm doing. Uh, you know, we used to joke about it with the four guys that work security at the, the abate events. So we're, we're th- between the four of us, we weigh three quarters of a ton. You know, nobody messes with the three quarter ton club. But then when it comes to your health, it's, it's really not a joke anymore. You know, and like say, uh, that risk of all those things and when you lose your friends that that's that's a huge a huge detriment but when you eventually have to become sick and tired of being sick and tired and i used to say when i i did the support group talks for the american the diabetes association at the state fair in indiana was at some point you don't realize how bad you felt until you felt good until you really feel good and you sleep the night through and you just have that energy to go through the day. And as you know, you call me the energizer buddy from time to time because (laughs) even when I gained some weight back here, I still had that energy, you know, that I, I can say I honestly didn't have at one time. I mean, I literally wouldn't be sitting at a table just like what we're doing today and I could fall asleep in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just fade out. Yeah. And that was because of the blood sugar problems. And I would think I'll just get some more coffee or I'll do a diet Mountain Dew. And now I realize the detrimentals of, of all the pop and the soda uh, that, that, that really was. So I'm rarely ever drinking a soda in three or four years now. And the two sips I did take one time just, just about made me sick. Even, even when it was a, you know, a so-called diet one that you think, well, it's got zero calories. Well, it's, I wouldn't drink antifreeze because it doesn't have a lot of calories in it either. Uh, but it doesn't have a lot of other good stuff in it as well. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's been a real wake up call. And, and for me, the move to Iowa, it's been, a, I used to be able to shave 10, 12 pounds off back in Indiana in the rural Indiana. And, uh, not have a problem with it pretty quickly. I mean, just a little cardio and some weightlifting and I could drop weight pretty quick. 
And here it's been a lot harder. I mean, yeah, I've lost 70 some pounds over the last two years, three years and reduced my body fat by 50 percent, over 50 percent. But it still seems like it's a huge struggle. And I think there are a lot of environmental factors here in Iowa that that people don't really take into consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, Because now the diet is really cleaned up other than the the occasional, you know, occasional pizza, piece of pizza. But it's not I don't eat a whole pizza anymore. There was a time when I did that. I've literally seen a guy sit at a a restaurant here, though, and say, oh, I bet you I can eat a whole pizza. And I thought, why would you want to? You, you know, you don't really need to. It's, yeah. We're not in a contest. That's just what I told him. Um, you know, I don't care if you do or not. Just because it's a buffet and it's six bucks doesn't mean you need to eat all six bucks worth, you know, or whatever. Two pieces is really six bucks worth. You don't have to eat the whole pie to prove prove it. Uh, and by the end of the night, he was having such indigestion problems and, and pains through his legs and other things. I just really feel for the guy because there are other problems going on. There's other things going on. And, and I honestly was worried he was going to have a heart attack in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, I think there are some major environmental concerns. Well, I think everyone has their own battle. I think everyone needs to just find a way to listen to their own body and, um, you know, do what it's asking. Right. If you've never done that before, it can be a little difficult. And now now that we've finally tuned it, you know, I know on days where I just know I don't really need to go to the gym because there's a fatigue factor. Mm-hmm. And, and when I've tried to push it, I get hurt. Or when I try to push it, I get sick. Sick, yeah. And, and then once it's there, it's just broke down. And we don't have to hold today's missed gym day against us tomorrow. We can Tomorrow's a new day. Every day is a new day. Don't worry about missing a new one. Or if you don't stick to that so-called diet exactly today you can have that just remember that tomorrow yesterday's fault or failure didn't result in tomorrow's lack of success you can you can build on that tomorrow and come back right back and it's not gonna it's not gonna kill the day so it's pretty obvious we both had some health scares whether it's been you yourself and me has been my my son yeah. and my family and if everyone had that they would be looking at life a totally different way but we want to impart a message to people without having to have that happen right. what uh, to just tell us about how you see this playing out for you now as a dad and you didn't think you were going to get to be a dad <laughs> <laughs> but how would you um put this message forward, whether you, you know, just role model or how would you impart this to Heston, Josh and Katie? Well, I think it's leading by example. It's, it's getting up every morning and and not sleep until noon. (laughs) You know, uh, we are, we are adults. We're, we're parents and we, we, we need to get up and start the day. Um, I explained to a training client yesterday that my little she guy said suggested planks, and she said, "Oh, those hurt so bad; they're so hard." And I said, "My four-year-old can do them for about a minute and a half, and then he just gets bored and he gets up and walks away. He does them with his feet on the wall." <laughs> yes, yes. And then when I explained that part that he can walk up the wall with a plank and kind of move around, 
she says, what do you do to these kids? And I said, we set an example. Uh, we teach them how to live well. We teach them how to just be be healthy. And, uh, you know, and that, that, that means the coffee's ready, you know. So there we go. <laughs> <Coffee's> <laughs> Probably ready. ought to get, speed this up. But anyway, I do like to provide a little laughter through the day. Um, but but I think that's the biggest thing as fathers. You know, you, you said super dad, but... I think we're all learning. We'll never fully arrive at that. (laughs) But we can try. We can try. And I think one thing, you know, when you and I met, I don't think we fully understood the purpose that God had for our lives. I think we, (laughs) first of all, we hadn't even, you know, met our church family and and any of that. But I think one thing we knew... There was a song that we really liked together, and it talked about setting the world on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And we didn't know how we were going to do it. And and I think we were waiting. We've been praying for God's purpose for this. And quite frankly, I, you know, I want to set the world on fire to, to, I want them to have a fire under their butts (laughs) to to help themselves and to, to look at the amazing things that God has given us tools as far as food. I mean, food changed your life, your change in your diet saved your life. Right. Right. Absolutely. And any change we make for our children's diets could save their lives. It quite frankly could save them. And just the, the fact that we don't think about this, we we're so busy. We don't think about it. And so, um, I think that's really what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I think, and that's it. Absolutely. And that's so well put. And if we just lead by example and, uh, you know, stop the stop getting lost in the busyness. And that's why we got to take, you know, the old steak and shake uh, commercials it used to have a take a mocha shake bag. <laughs> And, then, and it was funny. So it had all these burgers and shakes and fries and stuff in it. And and so I, I just reminded of how many times it's just too easy to pick up a bag of burgers or a bag of tacos of stuff. And, you know, we, we always want to buy the most expensive car because we think it's better. But when it comes to food, we think cheaper is better. And I don't know where we got lost in that whole mix of because the food is expensive doesn't make it's 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 good because it's better for you than the other stuff. You'll you'll feel full longer. It doesn't have the the byproducts and the you know if it, it's cheap for a reason. It's really cheap for a reason uh, because it's lacking something. And if we're going to apply that same aspect to, uh, you know, our home life, if we're going to buy the best of all these other things, but then we fuel ourselves with the worst. Even I've watched a guy put the high end gas in his car, but yet buy the cheapest one dollar burger he can for himself. I say, you know, I could care less if I lease a car. It's not my problem when it goes back to the dealership. <laughs> I only get one buy body and and I only get one shot at that and then and it's we've got to do the best we can to honor God with what we're doing mm-hmm. with ourselves with our temples we got to take care of the temple and if we take care of the temple we can take better care of our kids we set a better example for them we set the example for generations ahead of us and leave leave a legacy behind instead of the legacies we've kind of inherited there's a quote that I love that says radical self-care leads to radical self-sacrifice and as yeah. parents we we are or should be constantly self-sacrificing for our kids. And that takes a lot of care for ourselves. Right. 
So. It wasn't until I was a father I realized the sacrifices my family made. <laughs> That's right. And that breaks me up every time. Yep, exactly. So on that note, what's a good way for people to contact you? I'm um, I'm wanting them to be able to, if they sure. have questions or need personal inspiration, I know you would <laughs> offer that. What, what yeah. would you say to Well, them? you can follow on Twitter at Lou, L-E-W, can do it. C-A-N-D-O-I-T-2 dot com. Or actually, that's never take the dot com off. That's a Twitter handle. Duh. At. Lou <laughs> can do it, too. I'm on there. And that's where I put a lot of the, the fitness stuff out and the motivational things out anymore. I've got a few Twitter handles, but that's that's the predominant one. Uh, you can drop us a message through littleironmom.com. That's a great way, too. And you can even visit candoit2.com with the number 2, candoit com. That's a little bit of the blog history of that. And that was born many years ago, um, really in the early days of the Internet and the websites. <laughs> Uh, I built that as a blog, and uh, of course, I had to take it down some point in time. And when I got a little unmotivated to do things, when I turned about forty-two, but uh, you know, it's there. You can reach us in a number of ways. That sounds good. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story, and we hope that we have lit some fires under some butts <laughs> today. And um, well, you lit some tears. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, it's genuine, so that's good. (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a good day. We're praying for you. We love you. Thanks for having us.